Hello and welcome to the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast with your hosts, Ramsey Rutschke, Riley Rutschke, and Sean Morris. What is up and welcome back to another episode of the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast. How are we doing, boys? Good, good, doing good. Not too bad. He never misses a beat with that intro. He doesn't. Oh my He's god! Phenomenal. If you guys talk about this one more fucking week, I'm <laughs> I think I think it's more or less that we're doing it just because it annoys you. Yeah, this one. It doesn't annoy me. It just stop. It was good though. It was. No, it I was enjoyed good. it. Sean, we, Sean, he even like gets it like a little stance when he does it too. i know he's got like the head whip you know where like he's into it the whole time oh, i have to throw it all i didn't either i don't know what the hell they're talking about well we'll have to look at look at it on the video when we're so matt and i had probably the sickest like less than 24 hours that we've had all year would you say well i mean my was, last 72 has been pretty amazing yeah well <laughs> what <laughs> i don't know i'm just trying to think of like Sean didn't do shit with us this weekend. I did not know. I tried calling Sean. I didn't know he was out of town. But what were you doing? Uh, I was helping my brother build uh, build his deck. You know, you trim the bushes makes the deck look bigger. <laughs> that went over my head for a second. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> well, then since Sean didn't do anything cool uh, Saturday, oh yeah, Sat- Ramsey and I had our end of the year shoot off Saturday. Yes, we did for league. Ramsey's team won league champions and first in A division. First in A division for the year. My team won B division champions for both the year and the shoot off. And we got second to Ramsey's team in the shoot off by 15 birds. Yeah. But still. congratulations. Yeah. We kicked ass. We got a bunch of metal. That's for sure. Ramsey got oh, a, the sickest belt buckle I've ever seen. Any buckle bunnies there? No. Negative. No. Negative. Negative. I might be one of the youngest people there. But it's kind of nice. I mean, we we do shooting from uh, May till the end of August, and the end of shooting brings the beginning of archery hunting, and that's a transition for me that really sparks my heart. So it's good to be, and I got to go hunting for the first time Sunday. Uh, uh, Josh, everyone knows Josh, uh, and I went out antelope hunting, ended up being like Mach 5 wins, which doesn't really bode well for archery hunting but we made quite a few stocks and i have about an hour of uh spotting scope film from this herd that we watched why josh bear crawled not bear crawled belly crawled a mile to get within shooting distance and was busted by a doe Hmm. typical and almost almost, hurt almost stepped on a rattlesnake which is typical you guys saw another rattlesnake huh yeah, we're, have we had a podcast since you were out? Yeah. It'll be next week, or this week's, actually. When we were, when uh, Matt and... Uh, Everybody but Sean. Oh, when we're here? Oh. Did we talk about going out with Matt? I don't remember. To the ranch? No. No. Were you here with Matt and Owen here? Yep. Why do I not remember? I'm losing my mind. Well, they had to be, because they were both sitting on the couch. Well, basically, the... The three of us, Sean's been busy working, busy getting married, busy honeymooning. We've been out scouting hardcore. We went out two weeks ago, and forgive me to all the audience if we did talk about this already. I don't remember talking about it, but Matt and No, Rams- we did. We did talk about this. We did? He, yeah, because you guys talked oh, about it. Oh, yeah. Your, your did we talk about how yeah. Ramsey almost, or Matt almost got bit yeah, by a rattlesnake? right by the gas yeah. can. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. We were there. Well, then let's transition to 
after I went straight from antelope, I got up at 5.30, went antelope hunting, got a flat tire, which was not convenient because I think I left my jack in Ramsey's truck when we fixed the trailer tire last time. Actually, Sean, you might be able to squash this. Didn't Riley put it back in his truck? You remember when I got that flat tire? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could have swore we put it back I can't find it anywhere. Truck. And I can't find my tire, my, my uh, how do you call that thing? That was so long ago. You know why we were going to Broadview? Uh, no. To do a podcast. That's why Sean was going out there. It oh, was. wow. It really was. I thought we'd had another one along the way, but because you had like, it was your camper that kept blowing tires. Yeah, but that was coming back from camping on the 4th. Well, anyways, uh, my tire iron's missing too. I hear about that. Yeah. It's, yeah. He, he, well, he had that camper. We both had terrible drives back from <laughs> camping that weekend. Well, Yours anyways, was a little more expensive. Your camper. Yeah, true. that's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't have my tire jack, so conveniently, my mom was close to town and brought me their jack. So I was out in the wood, out in the prairie, fixing a tire, and I don't know if this is worth talking about, but I had a doe walk up to me at like ten yards. It was yeah, that weird. was wild. That I was saw weird. your Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, not just, even a doe was a fun. The thing still had spots on. Yeah, I was just standing there and I looked at the top of the hill and I was like, "Is that an antelope?" And then it wasn't, and then it just started walking down the trail at me, and I was like, "Huh, it doesn't see me here." So I just took a video of it coming in and walked into like 10 yards and I talked, I was started talking to it and it walked away. But regardless, put the tire on Matt called me conveniently when I was leaving and we made a plan, met up with Matt and uh, one of our elk hunting clients and headed out to the ranch to do, I would say, what, last minute scouting was what you would call that. Yeah. Last minute scouting just to get out. And camera checking and all the... We put in the work. I mean, we got there at 5 o'clock. It was all at 5, yeah. Yeah, 5 o'clock. And it was uh, it was actually cooler this weekend than it's been in months. But it was a nice nice day to get out. Uh, we headed straight to the cabin, got in the ranger, showed uh, our, our clients some really cool places to go, checked some cameras, and had some... Honestly, the most promising stuff that we found all year, I would say. The two holes are the yeah. Best. I mean, like we've we've Matt had scouted out this uh, uh, natural crossing that we kind of had seen in past years. Put a camera up, and I mean, it had elk on it every single day. Yes, yeah, unbelievable elk. Yeah, every single day, and not even just like a, a bull here, a bull there. There was cows and bulls and calves and little bulls and big bulls and medium bulls. The only thing we forgot to do was reset that timer. Ah, uh, yeah. So that was our. We like to have. So the we're time not sure camera. what what time they're coming through. Right. But I have that with a couple of my cameras too. Yeah, it was just it. It was really tough because we had to get out, and get everything down. We had to take all of our satellite stuff off our our cameras because we got archery opening this weekend. So we made sure got rid of all of our uh, Wi-Fi stuff. Yeah. So that was the main reason for going out. We hiked down to that one. That was awesome. I mean, that was. I don't know. That gave me like. Just a sense of, like it's game on. It's time. It's like, a long ways down there, though. Yeah, it's a big. It's is a big is hike. that the kind of wild card one that we put way down? Yeah, yep. Yeah, that, that, that one. That one ended up doing good. Super. Oh, good. phenomenal! That's that's the best camera on the whole ranch. Really? Sort of. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's the most consistent. It's the most consistent camera. I think the biggest bull was on that camera, though. You'll you'll have to show yeah, me. We'll have to because uh, I don't think Riley showed me any of the pictures. Well, anyways, we we hop out of there. And then we go to find, because we, if we had talked about this last week, we talked about the fact that there was no water up top. Well, they fixed the water, broke the uh, backhoe, so it's sitting up there. And, and then a new leak. And then Matt <laughs> found another new leak. 
So we have one well that's still empty and one that had the, the good one that we really like is uh because it, it overflows into some reservoirs so we can hunt the reservoirs. And uh we put up Matt and I's new blind. Looks really awesome up there. Um we think it's gonna be the only uh, thing we gotta do is put some more trees around it, I think. Yeah, brush it in a you little bit. You know, I had a I had a question for you too, because I know back uh realistically it would have been that trip after where it was the four of us and Warren that went up went up to the ranch. What was your guys' thought process through like cause I know you guys were really hell bent kind of thinking of spike camp scenarios up there. What 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 changed, I guess, for you guys this last two weeks, two weekends? Well, there there there's several scenarios on that, Sean. Uh first off, the landowner kind of was hesitant on it a little bit just because he's so scared of fire danger. Sure. And uh like he said, once somebody puts a spike camp in or a camper up in one spot, the next guy asks, and then the next guy, and he said, next thing he's got a RV park. Understandable. Um, the the cool thing about the landowner out there, Sean, is he lets a lot of county guys come in there, guys that fight fire for him and do do stuff. So you scratch my back, I'm going to scratch yours, and uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, they come fight fire for us. You know, they save the cabin, and. Uh, so Dave's really happy to have him on the ranch. So, but, but that changed. But I think the biggest thing that changed on the whole deal is we don't have to go north. The grass is, gosh, three and a half, four foot tall. It's I mean, back. It's, it, it's over the top of the windshield. Well, and that's like the bottom of the windshield. A I mean. big point we were trying to make to uh, this. Re- we really enjoy this client that comes out. He's, he's a lot of fun to be around. And we're trying to make the point to him. It's like, dude, there's like, we're going to talk about all the elk that we've seen in the last three weeks. 65 to 70% of it is from one third over to where we want to hunt. Like we want to show them like there is elk in here and they're heavy. So come check this out. And that's what Matt and I are like, there's well, no point. The in biggest going to thing the is, is had he not been a client, we would have, we'd let him stay where he wants to hunt. But since he's a paying client and I just, all honesty, I mean, all bullshit aside, I just as soon see him shoot a 400 class bull than me. It, it would make me more happier to watch Leonard, throw an arrow at something huge than me doing it myself. Yeah. And he's, he's a good dude and we want, we want everyone to be successful. And there's six of us out there hunting this year. And he's just, he's a lot of fun to be around and he, he's just into elk hunting as we are. And we had, we just had to show him like, dude, this is that, that other side was great last year just because elk really had no choice. The whole ranch burned up. Yeah. And, and that was the first year he was out there is after the fire. So he never got to see, and neither did you, Sean, what it was like up on top before the fire came through. The only advantage with the fire coming through is we have three scenarios this year that I think is working really good for us. Correct me if I'm wrong, Riley, but we have a lot of grass. The only water and the ranch next to us sold all their cattle and shut all their water off. I mean, it's it's the so perfect we have combination. the only water within a 10-mile area that's not spring. Well, what's kind of fun for me and Matt is when we get away from the clients and we get away from, we get to just talk, we were conversing about how this really feels like 2020 all over again. The amount of, there's elk, there's elk in there thick. I mean, we're, we're bumping elk. Not only elk, but the deer. I mean, I I don't want to get into the bucks, but I mean, we have 1400 this year and I've seen 16 or 18 shooter bucks already this year. And we're not joking. Different those, are, bucks. those are really good numbers. Wow. But but kickers and drops and heavy. We saw one wide. of the biggest typical fours I've seen in a long time. He was an absolute. Just uh, the frame on him was four inches. Five and inches and he's all a thirty three. 
Yeah, he, he's four or five inches. You know, yeah, we, well, we got tall. a picture of him. It should be on on our social media. You know, that's now. that's kind of like a cool aspect if you look at it. Like you two are almost like the nostalgia is kicking in for what you guys are used to in that elk hunting, archery elk hunting on where you guys are at. And like Ramsey and I, where we're going to be, it's all new. Yeah. So that's kind of cool that you guys are getting back to what you're comfortable with. And then you look at Ramsey and I, and we're like, we're just going in. Well, all of us at this table can share the same feeling. Last year was the most difficult situation on all aspects that we've ever seen, Mm -hmm. whether it was the fire at the ranch, the drought or anything, it was all brutal. Every, and I, I, I think the biggest thing behind it, I mean, this is a new place for you guys, correct? This year, it's not uh, archery, I mean, it's, it's archery, semi new for archery. Archery, is. the type of hunting is totally stranger. I mean, it, whereas it, like we know where the wallows and the elk coming through, you guys don't even. Well, know. we know the country, we just haven't hunted. We do the the, the problem last year, and if I had to have another archery year like we did last year, I don't know that there'd be a third year. I mean, I know there would be just because I'm going to go out regardless, but. uh the problem is, is the whole ranch burned down, you know, what, what would you say? A third, a third to a half to earth. I would say Post- 90% of your guys's elk no, are more. It wiped out and, everything uh, that we used to hunt, but, but everything on the North end of the ranch was spring only. Cause they never turned water on. Right. And, uh, this year we're fortunate enough that they can't graze what burned because they're getting paid to not graze it, to bring wildlife back in there. I'll tell you right now that I did not have an equivalent Sunday. So I was trying to do the same thing, you know, kind of get a feel for where the elk are. I have cameras up on our property and dad purchased a new um, SD card reader, you know, touch screen. You guys used it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, hey, dad, you want to go out with me Sunday morning? He's like, yeah, let's do it. So we go out, ended up talking to the landowners for two two and a half hours which is that's right the, that's the trip right there i mean i could turn around and go home and be completely happy so we did that and then we went out and i was showing dad where the cameras are well i put the first card in and it says sd card not formatted for the reader or whatever and i was like oh okay whatever i'll just take it home you know we had more cards to swap in there said that on all four of my cameras so I couldn't look at a single What's the picture. Deal with that? So the SD cards that I use for my my mirrorless camera are high quality. They're X, SDXCs instead of SDHCs, which is high quality, higher frame rate, whatever. And our stealth cams are three or four years old. And so the cameras couldn't take pictures because they couldn't format to the the SD cards that I had in there. So I got them all Frame back. Rates and things like that, I'm sure. Yeah. So I got back. We didn't have any, did we? No, well, you guys had all the good SD cards. Uh, we had all cheap. I mean, honestly, SanDisk makes the best fucking game camera. So ended up. SD cards. I have zero pictures from the last two and a half weeks, which is, that's not Can entirely you bring them true. home and put them on your computer? And I tried that and it says the camera can't take pictures. So the cameras just didn't take pictures. Mm. And one of the cameras, a herd of beef cows had rolled through there and they completely trashed my camera. I mean, they rubbed on it and broke it. And you, you, well, well, and that's just the nature of it. I mean, at the ranch, how many cameras did we have? Like six or seven where the elk chewed the antennas off. Yeah. yeah and then we actually had the one we were talking about that was super good. 
well, there was a spike that came in and literally pushed the whole camera sideways. And so we had three days of no pictures because it completely moved the camera out of right. frame. And, and, and it was fine because we had to take all of our antennas off yeah. anyway. So. And so I waited a day or whatever, and I'm like, I'm going to try these cards again. I ended up, I got one, one camera did work, and it's the newest camera we have, and it takes 10-second videos. And the first eight videos is a herd of cows and calf elk standing right in front of the camera. I mean, literally, like, at times, they're this close to the camera. And so that was pretty neat. I mean, they went through there. At, that's the only camera I have set up for time, and they went through there at midnight. So I'm like, well, that doesn't really do me any good other than knowing that they're in there. But you were like, oh, it just sucks to see cows. And like, the first thing that like popped in my brain was like, fuck, I'd be stoked. The cows are in there. Well, the bulls are going to be in there. It's because Ramsey and I, off the first set of pictures and videos that we got, it was all bulls. I mean, there was like one or two cows. And so at that instance, I mean, that was a month before season started. And we kind of were making a game plan on how to hunt it with less cow population. Well, well, the best thing is, is it's kind of like you're married now, kind of like me. So we got to live through these two. But uh, when you go to a bar with 12 guys on there and one chick behind the bar, or you go to the bar that has 30 chicks and you, that's the bar I want to go to. Right. It's kind of like elk hunting. I want to go where there's 30 cows, not three. Right. And uh, like we weren't, obviously we were not upset that there was cows in there i'm just saying that we made our initial game plan on how to hunt that off of bachelor bulls being in there because it it, i mean if you really break it down to the i mean exact dot your you know dot your i's cross your t's we wanted to be that specific on how we wanted to hunt it. are you guys hunting mostly i've never been there they're hunting wallows wallows and then one one natural funnel so think of the Uh, lowest spot on a property that has water in it it's just like where the cows have walked through and made a creek and there's water in it and good I, water and all the elk are coming. It's through. good water. It's, it's running, running water. It's running. So, so you guys, the strategy we do, or I, I would suggest to Riley, I guess would be one at the water hole and one back up. Yeah. Which, and, and because Saturday is going to be 102. Can you believe that? The opener is going to be 102. Yeah. All right, all right. I'm cutting you guys off because you're, you're jumping ahead on the podcast. Well, I I have more. Just keep talking because I can't remember what I was going to say. Well, let me. Oh, okay. I remember what I was going to say. Oh, what? <laughs> at, at the same time, I found out from the landowners that they have taken every beef cow out of that section that we're going to hunt. Which oh, is good. you guys are golden then. Golden. And so, what I was going to say with that is, last time we were there. The stock tank was empty because mm-hmm. there was so many cows in there that the water couldn't keep up, and the creek was low. When me and Dad went out there, the stock tank was almost overflowing, and the creek had come up about three or four inches. Oh, you guys are golden. Like, you guys have no clue on how... They're going to wallow that, in that, that creek. That just changed your whole hunting season right there because the elk hate cows. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've just been sitting here every night this week just like... I should go check. Well, that, that correlates, oh, that correlates to our situation so well because Matt and I tomorrow night. I, I don't want to toot our own torn, but Matt and I have really gotten very good at camera placement, like expert level camera placement. Except for the one that had zero on it. Well, I think the, Which the card one was, was that? Was that the the one on the river? Well, yeah, we think the card is full. Did you erase them? I did. Oh, thank God. The card was full for sure. Uh, because it had like a thousand pictures on it. We'll get to that. Um, but we let the clients go put their own cameras up 
and it was not good. And then we had to go change all of them. Matt and I had to go take care of it because they literally put it in the pen with the cows and three like within a quarter mile radius or less. Maybe an eighth of a mile radius. There, there, there's three of them. There's four coolies that go to the water tank and they got cameras on three of the four coolies. Which, if you have a lot of cameras, is not a terrible idea because you can pinpoint what coolie they're going to go up. The, it the was bad here. Is, the, the problem was is they had five. They bought a five hundred picture program. Yeah, and they had, uh, they so had, the cows had taken all that up. No, not even that. They hadn't gotten all the weeds out of it. He had a thousand five hundred pictures of oh, nothing. That's another thing I'm going to get at. So my good camera that had these cows on it, the only one that worked, one blade of grass, right in the middle of it. I watched. Probably 280 videos of this piece of grass <laughs> going back and forth across the, this camera. The coolest thing I think is after we go and move these cameras, you watch Leonard out there and he's got his pocket knife and he's like, he's like on his hands and knees cutting every blade of grass. Like, yeah. see, and that's that's why I I kind of took what you do and you put them up higher and point them down. Yeah, and I so that one up the draw. I moved, I moved it up, pointed it better so you can see what's going on. And then I put one 30 yards across it on the fence, pointing up the draw. The only thing, boys, is if you would have been with me and Riley three years ago, we were no different than the clients. No, no. It's it's all tri- <laughs> and it's all trial and error. Like and this is all I would say a lot of it me and you figured out. Yeah. Putting cameras out. Yeah. Well, we've we discussed this a couple podcasts ago, but the thing that got me okay, we had some and funny enough, we took the card. The river one that was full was because we used the same card that was on the other the other natural crossing. Right. And there I, was I about was there a thousand pictures. Not not one single picture was a missed picture. It was all elk. It was all deer. It was all antelope. And oh, you was, could shoot your antelope. I guarantee if this guy sat there Saturday morning, he probably could drop his elk and antelope and deer all in the same morning. Whitetail, mule deer, all of them are coming through right there. Really? And there's monsters. monsters it was the we saw that were just jaws dropped, but that was cool. But the thing that got me the most, like we saw elk all day long. We got we got into their lookout spot. Um, I glassed up a bull that came out into the corn. Matt got sixty cows coming up the canyon, and then he's like, he went over to a different spot and he's like, hey, I can I can hear elk clashing horns. I happened to and come they around were fighting. I mean fighting. I happened to come around the corner, and uh, I literally just glassed up. I just happened to glass up to one area. Here's seven bulls coming down. There's a absolute toad coming down and then the biggest five i've ever seen in my life oh we that, got was that, tick, that was on our that was on our tiktok yeah if you check our tiktok you can see that that five. is the i mean the swords that that thing is that five around. has the frame of your six yeah. yeah if not bigger but he's he's well I, not to toot my own horn but i don't think there's a bigger five out there no no i wouldn't know he, he's got giant whale tail that's a over 305 which is that's over a 350 inch five point do you think so oh or 340, oh, maybe. No, nah, it's 350 plus. Oh, yeah. It's, he's a monster. And like I said. You've seen him on, I mean, yeah. zoom in on him. I mean. He's a stud. Zoom in on Nils. Nils, Nils was a 350. Yeah. And then zoom on. I'll show you both pictures at our break. He's He's got he's got like a two-foot whale tail on each side. Oh, yeah. It, anyways, I we're cutting close on time here. I was more excited. And we saw a big bull with cows, too, which was awesome. I mean, we, we got into the elk. We got into the deer. And this was in less than 24 hours. And I went straight from being up at 3.30 in the morning straight to work right after it. Um, but we're getting too far ahead of ourselves because we're getting, we're talking a little bit about our um, 
or trail cams, and then we're dipping a little bit into strategy here. Mm-hmm. And I want to cut that short because it's something special. All right, boys, you're getting a little ahead of yourselves here. Yeah, we do tend to do that. We are talking about trail cams and banter. The strategy comes a little bit later because we got something special tonight. Welcome to the Archery Opener Special with the Bull Mountain Brothers. Welcome to everything you need to know. I don't know if it's a need to know, but... Everything we want you Everything to know. that Bull Mountain Brothers is going to do. What we're offering you. Archery Opener Special. It is here. Hunting season is finally here. We're finally Bull Mountain Brothers in a true hunting season. It feels great. It I does. mean, it feels like the hunting podcast. It's not a the hunting only thing podcast. I can say is everyone that stuck with us from the beginning, you're in for a treat from here on because this is what we're about. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, like, like I, I kind of had this analogy. I was talking to Ramsey about when we were shooting last night. It's like the game of pong. You know, the ball is just bouncing back and forth, and now it's finally about to just stop right in the middle. Games pause. It's it's it shit's ready to happen. Yeah. It's it's. Game is on. Uh, if you've been following us for this long, you kind of have an idea of what we've been talking about. We've, we've talked a lot of summer strategy. We've talked a lot of uh, preparedness. We've talked about kind of like how our season, kind of how we envision it, now is embracing it. And if you do know or kind of have followed along enough to understand, we're going to be split up for archery season for the first four weeks. We won't be able to hunt as a group of four till. Opening of big right. game rifle, yeah. Which Matt might be gone, and I might be with you three, or I don't know. Who knows what rifle season is going to bring? But for sure, right now it's going to be Sean and Ramsey, me and Matt, separate ranches, trying to get it done this year. I almost and, see a bet coming on here. You know, I was thinking that. I was just, I mean, that's been crossing my mind a little bit. Like, uh, like, 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 you got to bet on the biggest fish, the most fish. So I don't know if we have a bet on the biggest bowl or the most bowls. Well, we'd win the most bowls, so we can't really do that one. My, so my, my goal is uh, I want at least one bowl taken at this table. Exactly. That's all I care about. I want at least one. We can go. Once we get one, the, the so, dominoes so, will fall. So should we do a case of beer to the, to the, the first, first blood drawn? Yeah, I'm down. And first, best, and, and most. So this yeah, this is about most, but first and best would be awesome. This is well, most this is what the groups. This is what's really cool about this oh, okay. is because uh, Riley and and I have been in in talks about um, how we kind of wanted to structure this, and obviously Ramsey and Matt know about this, but it's kind of going to be like a split series almost as far as our, our our video content goes. Like it's 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 almost like a it's two different parts of Montana. Yeah, and, hunting, and it, and it, we're really trying to come up with how Bull Mountain Brothers is going to be brought into the the YouTube atmosphere. We are all very lucky that we get to hunt private land. We've worked our asses off to get to this opportunity, and so with that being said, we have landowner permission to film, which really saves us a lot of headache. To be honest with you, like we've been looking into filming for fishing and stuff for next summer, and to, all these. Oops, uh, filming, hoops, what do you call them? Filming permits. 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 It's a pain in the ass. So we're excited to have four weeks and all we have to care about is just hunting. I mean, really, we just strap cameras on ourselves and video. That's, that's all we have to do. And like I said, we're trying to figure out like how how are we going to, to, to get into this world, uh, which we'll bring up a little bit later. I'll touch on that a little bit more. But right now, real quick, 
lightning round. I want to hear, starting with Sean, excitement, expectations. Well, let's start with your excitement. Okay, so... Can, can I add into this real quick? I think Sean told me probably three or four times while we were shooting yesterday. Man, I just, I'm not going to be able to sleep Friday night. Dude, I'm not. I am absolutely not going to be able to sleep Friday night. I have been, well, you, you, we didn't even talk about this in the first section. Let's give Matt the, the floor here. Matt caught the biggest smallmouth of his life yesterday. He's been on the lake for the last couple of no, days. No, I caught it today. Today, today. He caught I it caught today. It like at 2 30 this afternoon. So Matt got his last boating in before hunting season starts. So, he finally gets to come back and get excited for hunting. We are all so ready. I don't even, I, I just, I guess what I was getting at is I've been at work this week and I can't get anything done. Cause all I'm thinking about is big bulls. And, and what I was going to say is Matt's been on the lake, so he probably doesn't give a shit cause he's been catching fish, but now he gets to get home and sit in the truck and maybe think about, you know, maybe the day is going to go a little bit longer thinking about this weekend. I think the thing that's going to be the longest is going to be Saturday because Chad, of course, is getting married, so I don't get to go on the opener with you boys. So Friday night, I'm going to be up all night wondering if Riley's in the best spot on the ranch. Did he go to the right place? Did I tell him to go to the right place? Did he decide when he got out there to go somewhere different, or did he find the best spot? And is he going to shoot his first bowl without me? Yeah, this is uh, this is my first solo archery elk hunt ever. I will be out on my own, um, filming on my own, and getting myself in the right spot, which, I mean, in my mind doesn't feel like a tall order. This is what I live for. But it's also like, I, I do get to think about like, you know, how cool would it be to have a solo elk hunt? But again, I made the comment to Matt the other night. I'm like, I would be kind of bummed if you weren't there to see me shoot my first bull because you've been like a big part of my like archery elk hunting not career, but life on like, we've, we've been working at this long enough now that it seems like the perfect storm for him to shoot a bull on Saturday. Yeah. Cause you shot your so, last bull. I don't know. I guess your dog. Well, but, but my bull was probably one of the few people in the world can talk about. Cause my daughter called him in and, uh, said something for a little 11 year old girl to call in your first bull okay. and you shoot it with her. But, yeah, would have it been cool to have done it on my own, called my first bowl in on my own? Absolutely. Would I change it to do it with somebody else? No. Would, would I be super ecstatic if I get a text message at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning or Saturday morning that says, haul ass down here, I got a bowl down? I think me and, and, and I got to get down there. The I got to get down message. there helping <laughs> real quick and then get back to the buildings before a wedding. That would be ultimate. So, Sean, I don't know if Riley said anything to you, but are we leaving? To go help him with a bull? Choose your words wisely. Okay, so this is how I'm going to answer. <laughs> if we are in the thick of it, I don't think Riley would appreciate us leaving in that scenario. Well, I have actually been uh, having some... I've been doing some daydreaming on scenarios in my head best case scenarios and worst case scenarios on handling it by myself. Um, luckily I have the tool of a private land so I can, I can take the ranger to some places that you, you know, I don't have to walk. Um, 
but it is a it is it is an intimidating thing for me to be by myself and if i shoot a really big bull um if it was 50 degrees out i would have no problem i'd be totally comfortable i'd go shoot four bulls and skin them and, and whatever but by myself when it's supposed to be 100 degrees i'm a little like well the only advantage you'll have is you have a client so you got to put the client in the best spot first that morning and then you're going to go go find your honey hole um so I guess if you get one down, he gets one down, you're going to have a hell of a lot to do. But yeah. Well, I have uh, but, but at least 300 quarts have... of cooler now, so that should be, I should be okay there, I think. Yep. But but I, I guess I've been envisioning, I don't want to have to, like, of course, the first person I'm going to call is Matt because he he needs to know, first of all, and B, he would want to know. Um, and then I'll take care of it from there. I mean, like, there's just so many different, we, we know this. We, we've seen elk get arrowed. We know things happen and... And so, like, yeah, I've I've been envisioning it, and we'll see how it goes. the The only thing I can say is I know for a fact you and the client you have, Leonard, going out. I know you guys ain't gonna take that stupid shot on Saturday, knowing it's gonna be so hot. Well, so so when you tell me you shot, I know you're gonna have a down bowl. Yeah, and I let me let me say what I'm about to say till we get back from commercial break, because when we get back from commercial break, we're gonna talk about. 2022 archery season goals and expectations. So this is going to be everything that is like what you're envisioning for the next four weeks. And do you have any personal goals? Do you have any things that, you know, anything that has to do with this season? We're going to get there right now. We're going to get to our first ad read of the night and we'll be right back. I just wanted to take a moment of your time to talk to you about one of our sponsors. F&H Contracting and Fence, located in Billings, Montana. If you're looking to spruce up your yard or want a little more privacy for them summer backyard barbecues, or maybe you just need part of your fence repaired, contact our friends at F&H Contracting and Fence by texting 406-661-7484. From front yards to farm yards and even chain link to vinyl, they've got you covered. Now back to the action. And we're back after a word from our sponsors. So this, the ending of this uh, section, I guess, of, of, of the podcast, we really want to go into like, I want to ask you guys about like strategy you have for this upcoming weekend and this essentially this upcoming archery season. And I mean, what are you focusing on as far as having that elk hunt that you've thought about for this entire year, essentially? I'm going to go through my brain. I think there's going to be like four things that I'm going to keep telling myself the whole time I'm in. Once I get to the spot that I'm in, whether that's a spot to call, whether that's a spot to sit or anything like that. And those four things are going to be, I got my, I got my wind checker right here. Right. I'm checking wind constantly. I got four of them, dude. (laughs) I'll have all four of them. Two, I'm fully covered. I'm, I'm camoed face everything i can do to to prevent myself from being seen three i am i'm breathing i'm when i'm drawing i'm breathing and i'm focusing on what i'm doing okay let me okay before you go into your your other two let me ask you this is that's a i have a question on that so you've been shooting with us a lot at night chills Whoa. That was the chills. Let's go. Air conditioning turned on. Okay. So you've been shooting with us a lot um, yeah. in these past uh, nights that we've been doing it and weeks. Um, completely redo his pins too. 
So they're good now though. My question for you is, is do you think it's kind of a two parter, but do you think that that moment when you draw back versus the moment when you've shot, you know, say you even shot 15, 20 arrows and you're kind of getting that shake and you're kind of getting that lack of focus. Do you think that moment when you draw back on an elk, that's, I mean, an elk like that's in our studio right now, you draw back on something like that. Do you think there's a focus, like a, a part of your brain that is just like a freaking like the wanted movie, you know what I mean? With the, like the laser focus that comes over you. Yeah. And that's what I'm getting at. Like, I I don't want to, I don't want to focus on like, you know, I think what I have the benefit is of, I've seen so much elk now in the last three or four years that like, I don't get overly like buck fever when I see one, which I, I think I benefit from. Like I get excited. Like I love seeing elk. Like they're my favorite, favorite thing on the planet to see. But when I'm when I'm got them coming in, it's more like I'm at a football like a football game, and I'm focusing on I can see the the down lineman is in my my three gap over here on my guard. I'm pulling. I'm gonna I'm focusing on everything I can do to make the perfect route to hit my block, pancake whatever I'm gonna do. I'm zoning in, and same thing on elk. I'm gonna see these bulls coming through, and my thing is breathe breathe make sure that you're not making i mean you're still once they get to a point where you can clear i'm drawing and i'm holding and i'm waiting and and you know one time sean you should be able to hold that bow for as long as you need to right you're one time and it's focus and it's focus and it's breathing strategic and and it's, it's yeah it's dropping right to your shot holding and letting go and making yourself sure that you can get the most ethical clean shot because so much can go wrong, right? And everything I can do to make it right, that's what I'm focusing on. And I'm sure like as far as like like Matt in an instance, he has been around a lot of other people archery hunting, being, you know, being a guide with two leggings outfitters. And I'm sure you've seen those moments that are like it's a struggle. It I mean it can definitely be a struggle to gain that focus in a certain like in more than likely the only opportunity that they're going to have to draw their boat back. And I mean, it's got to be just, it's got to be just grueling for, for people to, to go through that. You know what I mean? It's, uh, the biggest factor is when you, you're up there calling. So you're seeing everything. I mean, you're above the whole, whole scene. And, uh, I mean, I've had guys up there that's real renowned hunters and you watch them start shaking and they, they're like, I just, I, you, you just, you can't hold it. You know, you try staying as focused as you can, but it don't matter how old or how young you are, you still get that buck fevered. Well, I, I think if you lose that, there's no sense in you hunting anymore. Yeah. No, I'm not saying I don't have it. I'm just saying like my brain instantly is like, shut that switch off. Like you need to do, you need to focus or you're going to mess right, up. Right. Then that was my the, question. I mean, even for like you and uh, Matt and Ramsey, is that something that you guys experience where it's like, yeah, you could be getting that fatigue even at 15 arrows when you're practicing. But as far as like buck fever taking over, does, does that mentality kind of switch in your brain where it's like, it's super focused, everything slows down like in that scenario? Oh, absolutely. When I shot my bull, um, 
I mean, I seen the horns coming. That was the biggest mistake. Was I seen the horns? I know it was big. I know it was a shooter. Um, and I spined him on the first shot. I mean, because I, I didn't breathe. I mean, and like Riley said, he's talking to himself. It's kind of like the same as the ad read tonight when I had to say it five times really fast, you know. You kind of got to do the same thing and get your mindset to just relax. But I think for me, like on my bowl, it was it was the fact of missing that screwed me up so much and seeing them horns and knowing that Macy was with me. Right. I was, I, I black out. I mean, I, I could not tell you in every animal that I've shot the three seconds before and the three seconds after I shot it. Right. Which I, I, but I know that, that I've never shot. I've, I've never had shakes from buck fever. I've always been stone cold. Like, so it's gotta be like that moment where you're, well, you're either going to have ice in your veins, right? Or you're going, to. you're going to shake it away. It's, it's what it's right. going to be. And I feel like everybody's like, as far as like the four of us. I mean, there's other people out there that are, um, you know, the the passion drives them so far that it's like that moment you, you have to be ice in your veins. You have to, you have to push through it, and you have to be focused. Yep. Because what 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 do you do all this preparation for? For nine months of the yeah. year, this only comes. This only comes for four to five. You know, three and four and a half. I don't even know how it is. September and a couple of weeks in October. That's it. It's over, and and then you got to wait for it next year. And and right. that's where I'm at. It's and you never know how long this is gonna last. You never know if like you know. Hell, you might not get drawn for five years. Yeah, you never know. These tags are getting harder and harder to get. Right. Um, you know, just like last year, a fire could come through and wipe out everything again. Um. Land Ooh. gets sold, stuff happens. Adapt it's, and overcome. And, you know, like to to tag in, it's like Ramsey and I have been talking about so much, but I feel like at the same point, like I I truly, like as far as our hunt, we've been talking so much that like obviously we're going to be on the same page, but I truly don't know what his exact strategy is. And I think that's, that's why this topic is like so, I mean, beneficial for, I mean, the four of us. I think the biggest thing all all four of us and viewers can take away from all this banner that we got going on here is you have to hunt each day like it's the last time you're going to hunt that ranch. Same with my ranch. It's been in my dad's name since 85. You know, uh, he's outfitted it. Don't mean I'm outfitting it next year. Don't mean I have permission to be in there. So every day you're out there, a guy needs to hunt like it's the last time you're hunting on that ranch. You need to take it all in, sit back, relax, and just, I mean, it's not about the kill. I mean, for instance, when Whale shot that big bull that's on the wall in there, my dad missed the the turnoff. He made it all the way to the interstate before he, oh, shit, I missed the turnoff. And he was so excited to get there to see the bull he shot. It's the same when you're guiding. I'm more excited I'll be more excited about watching Riley get one or having Riley call me Saturday morning telling me he got one down, knowing full well I'm going to drive out there and still make it back for you know, the wedding. You know it's going to be a really exciting um, group message is the is our Bull Mountain Brothers group matches come <laughs> Saturday through Monday. It's going to be one. And I think that the, the best thing that we have is we've all had years like last year. So like – my realistic expectation is not to go in there and kill something. My realistic expectation is to go in and not see a single goddamn thing. 
but I'm prepared for the best case scenario. I'm prepared for that bull to come exactly where I want him to come. And if if Monday comes around and we 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 got in on him, we did our best and we weren't successful this weekend, I'm still going to be happy. And I guess for me, and I hope I can speak for the group, is just like you said, it don't matter whether you shoot something or not. It's the fact we're doing it as a group. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys are in a group, we're in a group, but we're going to talk about it. Right. And the excitement that we're going to have for the next 12 months after this, where the viewers are going to get sick of hearing about it. <laughs> but it's about making that relationship. Well, and everything, everything is, is, is a story. A day. We, we've had so much happen in one day scenarios, even the summer scouting that we can talk about on the podcast for the next month, S- stuff that's happened to us that, Every day of hunting this year is going to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. We're, 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 uh, there's a part of me, like I said, that would I be stoked opening weekend to find a bull and kill one? Yeah. But I'm going to be just as happy to keep hunting the rest of the year. You know? And Matt's right. The camaraderie that we get to share and with the, you know, I, and I, I really, there's a part of me that would love to see, to to do some, I, I would love to hunt with Dave some this year too. I, that that's a good thing. That uh, that's the thing that has fun too. Uh, when the, when the three of us can all hunt together, that's that's kind of special too. Um, I know there's a lot of things that we can all do as a group, and I don't know. I I haven't had this high expectation since since two years ago, and well, and the coolest part of all is you guys have tags on the other side of our our ranch. So if we know we're seeing stuff every day over there. Hell, we'll come over. Have you guys come down and call call bulls into you over there? I mean, right? Yeah. And you know, I want to like follow up on kind of your your ending segment that you, um, the idea that you had for this. I want to ask in in less than ten words. I want to hear what everybody the one thing that they're absolutely focusing on come this archery season less than 10 words i want to i want to hear it from everybody whoever wants to start the shot and the film that's what i'm focused on pushing myself past my limits that's a good one <laughs> where's the light Sean, Sean, the go ahead. yeah you have to go shot uh, mine is i mean it's definitely going to be comes up with a segment and can't even no it's it's he's trying to figure out how to say it in less than 10 words it's i mean honestly it's uh shot placement and i don't know if i'm gonna be able to keep it under 10 words but um not getting too focused on my next move it definitely was more than 10 but i was nine it. it was nine it was i mean realistically that's what it is Mine would be watching Riley and my clients have a successful hunt. I think that that sums up a large part of, I don't know. It, it seems like we did this. We want to do these these opener specials because, A, it gets us excited. I mean, we're already excited. We're already. We were thinking about this 11 months ago. Yeah, but it gets our audience, I think, excited. You know, like it's coming. Uh, archery season's here. And we're going to do the same thing for rifle season. And. Um, just for Sean, we're we'll probably do for opening of waterfowl. I'm just kidding. 
Hey, not just Sean, it's Matt too in that um, category. But these are big moments in our lives where, where the the opener has always been a thing in my mind where like you're with your friends like hot hunting's, you know, it's coming this weekend, or like talking to your dad about it or seeing it on the news. And it's always a big deal around here. I really feel like it's like the there's more to than more to it than just the hunting aspect. I feel like just the the whole idea of the opener weekend of archery has its own persona that's like flattering to us. Yeah. And it's, well, like, it's like, well, it, but it's the opener. Everyone wants to be there. I mean, we have one client that's going to do the opener on Saturday and he has to be in Wyoming Saturday afternoon to go on a 32 mile horse ride back up into the Bighorns on a once in a lifetime elk tag. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, been putting in for I think he said eighteen years for this once in a lifetime tag. That's just it. it. That op- the opener is still triumphant. It's but people he's still not going to miss the opener in yeah. Montana to the hit epitome. the opener in Wyoming on Sunday. Yeah, it's the epitome. It really is. So I don't know. I I think that I don't want to go too much more far in depth in our strategies. Like we've we've gone over our strategies. We've gone over uh, where we're going to be, how we're going to do it. Um, let's just see how it plays out, boys. Let's see how the first hunting season of Bull Mountain Brothers is going to happen. And uh, I wish success to everyone at the table. The only things I have left to talk about tonight are, um, let me let me read my notes here. We we have an agenda now. We're 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 getting big time. Um, what are everyone's expectations with hunting season being here and on the future of Bull Mountain Brothers? Where we go from here now that we have an actual hunting season? And uh, what is the state of BMB Outdoors? Way more content, quality content, content you, that people want to see. Do you think this is make or break for us, or do you think this is no. just uh, an opportunity to either uh, stay where we're at, stay where we're at, or hit that next level, plateau, or you know, move to the next level? I think this this has to be a turning point with us. It has to because our entire concept of this company is based around hunting in the outdoors and yeah it's great for us to talk about it in july but come september through i mean realistically february that is our that's our golden era and that is where we need to step that's where we can step up at this point because i feel like everywhere else from you know march until september is yeah, we can we can talk about it. We have fun things, you know. We did well with it, obviously. I th- I mean, I think we did well, but it's it's hard for an outdoor media company to not have been in a hunting season to put out things that our viewers really want to see. Yeah, and we hung on to fishing as much as we could, and I think that I think I think you're right. We did do great. I think I think that where did the summer go? Yeah, I know. Where did the winter you know? go? Uh I don't want to toot our own horn here because it's not that big a deal yet, you know, but we did, we were happy to see that we were brought into an article last week about, uh, I don't even remember what it was titled. It was like the must see top 50 outdoor uh, podcast of 2022. We charted 36. That is the biggest news I think we could have of all year. Absolutely. And you know, it's the, the, I mean, I mean, it is pretty funny for the forest to think about it because 
we like I was just saying, we don't we haven't had that opportunity to be able to to be the four of are. us to show up and be like, oh, Matt just shot a hundred and ninety inch mule deer this weekend. Let's talk about that. No, it's more or less the longs along the lines of Matt caught a three pound bass today. <laughs> um we did we shoot our bows this week. We shot our bows. Uh we went ice fishing a little bit, you know, we did well. And the fact that the four of us could put something together that is that good and to show like to have that kind of feedback is just massive, you know? I mean, yeah, and it really was, it was not easy work. I mean, there was, no. I mean, January, February and March were, were trial, you know, they were trying on our, you know, tough. how many, how many podcasts did we go through that? I mean, m- mainly late spring, early summer that we kind of showed up here and we're like, what the hell are we going to talk about? It's like, all right. And, and, and I think luckily we've had some really great guests and some really good friends oh, yeah. that have been on that have really helped us take it to the next level too. Well, the biggest thing is you can't win if you think you're going to fail. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we've talked, we sometimes touch on business a little bit and we never stop. Even when it seemed like there was a couple months or a couple weeks in this last, I mean, how many months has it been now? Eight, almost nine. We've been doing this. Should be ten, right? Mm-mm. Started December twenty fourth. So nine, 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 nine. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've been back for four. Yeah, we we haven't we haven't stopped. We we kept going, and even when it seems like we were uh, not on social media presence as much as we usually are, we were still working. We're still this is this is a dream, and at the end of the day, the goal for us is to share our stories, to share our people, to share the local people that we don't even know that have the great stories that are never going to be able to, you know, I, I will, I, it sounds like we're at the, the end of the year doing an end of the year speech right now, but it, it, this is a transitionary period for it us. Is. End of it an is. era. Okay. You know, you got to look at it this way though. An outdoors media company, it's calendars a lot different from the everyday person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is. So, so our nine months of, uh, you know, I, I still look back. I'll look back at uh, Alan Taylor being my my favorite podcast. Uh, Kevin Bocci's was fantastic. Um, those those episodes where we got to dive in and and Dave, we got to get Dave on film finally. That stuff like that is why we did this, and we got to hear stories of these these people that I, I don't I don't know. I have no words for it. It's like. Those were our best podcasts because this is what we came out to do is to talk about those people in the outdoors, those people in our community. But we're bringing real people in the real life circumstances that they've been through. We're yeah. showing people that the listeners out there that who have no clue who the people are that come on to this podcast get to hear their all of our guests. Amazing stories. stories. Right. And uh, not even that, we get to share uh, our commitment to the, the, the statement of everybody gets to enjoy the outdoors. There's no gatekeeping in our community. There's no, uh, Oh, you shot a two point. You're a worthless hunter. You sh- you hunt on the weekends. You're a worthless hunter. It's not it. We're all community. We all need each other yeah. for this to continue for the rest of eternity, you know, for your kids to be able to hunt their kids to be able to hunt our kids to be able to hunt. We all need each other. And on top of that, uh, our biggest mission statement is doing this with friends and family and enjoying the outdoors. It really is. I mean, so it's gotta be, it's gotta be that. I mean, you gotta keep, keep the outdoors aspect alive. And so as long as we get to keep doing that mission statement, yeah, this, this company will continue to, to thrive. Absolutely. Uh, We're not going to stop. We're, we won't stop. No, ev- never. 
Ramsey, what is the state of BNB outdoors right now for the audience? Straight up right now. Um good. With a very no <laughs> that, that was a hesitant good. Good with a very, very bright future. So I think big that, thing. I think the only mistake that we've made uh on this pot well, I mean, there have been we've made some calculating errors, but with something that's completely new to you, it's I mean, About it's gonna happen. Uh, but one mistake that I think we made is like giving deadlines on stuff and giving timelines on um, on stuff that we honestly just didn't know how hard it was. And we had all of these expectations of we're going to film this turkey hunt. It's going to be out in a month and it's going to be great. Well, turns out editing and making really good film because we're not I don't want to put out garbage. Sean doesn't want to put out garbage. Ramsey, I don't think, wants to put out garbage. And- oh. <laughs> <laughs> Matt films on a baked potato. So <laughs> so, so oh, the way I think... Sweet we- potato, because we had them last week. And they oh, they were fantastic. And I told Matt, I don't eat sweet potato very often. And that was delicious. And I, I had it in the air fryer last night. Have we overdone you guys' last meal? But uh, I guess, what did we finally decide on? it? We basically figured out that we're just going to take a collective of all of the the season episodes that we can make with with this hunting season pl- and and the first episode for our season will be the turkey hunt and then it'll, we have a puppy going wild in here so <laughs> if do. everyone's looking around she is uh she either has to go to the bathroom or she's just rambunctious right now but um we're going to do some vlog style stuff that we'll try to post weekly and again it's it's very tough to do youtube on top of the podcast on top of hunting season but we're going to try I'm not going to give a release date. Stuff's going to come out as it comes out. Just check our social media. If there's a video on there, like it, subscribe, check it out. Um, and hopefully we can get to a point. Well, it'd really be a good, good point if I could just quit my job and then we'd have all this stuff all the time. <laughs> but um, she's still going wild over here. So, yeah, I, I just that might be an omen. don't think that take away all deadlines for now. Know that we're filming for BNB Outdoors, and as it comes, watch. It comes. Let us know how it is. And you know, like always, uh, the BNB store is always there. Yes. Yeah, so, so wait, 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 wait. That is that is the okay. last thing on the list here before we leave. Uh, I'd like to actually close the the archery opener special part of this podcast. Um, I can't wait to do this every year. I can't wait to do the rifle one. I just, I this is this is big stuff for us. And it is. Uh, thank you, boys, for being a part of this. This has been. Uh, it seems, seems like we're getting started for our next chapter starting Saturday. So, um, God, let's, I, yeah, the Saturday is going to be amazing. I'm just so sad. I'm going to miss it. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? I mean, this weekend, I mean, I wouldn't say just Saturday, but the opening weekend of archery is, is a, is a basically another, another beginning chapter for us. And, uh, I can't wait to see how it rides out boys. I think that, um, it's going to, oh, she's crying now. <laughs> um, to end here, we do have some kind of news. Merch drop. We do have a merch drop coming out. I don't know the exact. Um, we should have the new shirts um, in a couple weeks or a week. The hats, I'm not sure on. Oh, I think. Do you want to tell? There's a good chance that by the, the end of it, when this episode Before- comes out, that we might have new merchandise. Yes, and we're actually, we're getting, we're getting wiped on, on our shirts. So if you want to get on the website and there's still a shirt that you want to get, 
go get it now because that color will probably not come back. Unlikely. I think, and I we are out of hats. I think we leave this new merch drop to a mystery. You don't want to say what, we, what no. we're doing? Okay. Well, it's hunting season hunting related. It's hunting season theme. That's all I can say. Yeah. Watch for it on social media. Yeah. Absolutely. So check that out. Thanks for being a part of the gang. We'll be back next week and maybe we'll have some news on how the weekend went. Hopefully some good news. You, uh, uh people that follow our other social medias will know before our podcast <laughs> listeners. True. True. Uh, all you Montana listeners, good luck this weekend. If you're taking out the old stick and string, uh, good luck to my boys at the table and we will catch you on the next one. See ya. See ya. Two Leggings Outfitters out of Hardin, Montana is your one-stop shop for the best hunting and fishing adventures Montana has to offer. If you're looking for fishing adventures, big game hunting, bird hunting, and much more, get a hold of Dave or Patty at Two Leggings Outfitters 406-665-2825. Book the adventure of a lifetime today. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bull Mountain Brothers. Hey, if you're looking for more Bull Mountain Brothers, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at bull underscore mountain underscore brothers and Facebook and YouTube at Bull Mountain Brothers. Also, don't forget to check out our B&B store at bullmountainbrothers.com where you can find some super sweet deals on some seasonal merchandise and outdoor gear.